Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Knight. And today on the show, we're talking about our 12 predictions and forecasts for 2024. Now, last night we had our monthly webinar where we went through all of our forecasts, but Bit of an issue. Producer David's away on a well-deserved holiday over in Indonesia. Selfish. And so he wasn't here to uh, edit the video of the podcast, so we didn't record it. But here we are. We're going to tell you what all of our predictions were. Now, for January, we said that Uncle Lester would be back, and I see this is about an 85% probability. And I think what we're going to see in January, the same thing we see absolutely every year, as we go to our family Christmas barbecues or our New Year's barbecues, we spend time with the family. And if you're interested in investing in property, and I'm guessing you probably are because you're listening to the show, you might find yourself talking about investments. And that's where you'll often hear things like, oh, property prices are going to fall another 20%. Property investors don't add anything to society. <laughs> National Enact, they're not going to reverse the taxes. Politicians always lie. And one thing I've been thinking a lot about recently is what's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's all about how much do you know versus how confident you are. And what we find is that when people learn a little bit about a topic, they get really confident. They know just enough to be an absolute expert in their minds. And that is where Uncle Lester often sits. Because sometimes our family know just enough about a topic and then they become really confident in it. But as you know, as you get more confident or learn more about something like investments, your confidence rockets down because you realize now how much you don't know. And it takes a long time for you to feel more comfortable or confident when talking about investments. And so I think the main thing is remember that sometimes when you're talking to family, especially ones who know just enough about property to be dangerous, they can sound really confident and you might think this person really knows what they're talking about. Doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. And that's why we invented Uncle Lester. Uh, so just be aware of him in January. What's happening in February, Andrew? I think we're going to see far fewer people building properties. And I think there's like a 90% probability, if not 100. Stats NZ release new data every month showing the number of consents that have been issued. These are building consents. Now they peaked in February 2022 just at the end of the house price boom. Now, at that stage, there's about 4,400 consents issued that month. The latest data we had in September, down to 3,000. It's quite a big drop, and the trend is continuing down. Now, why is this happening? Well, firstly, builders are hurting right now. They're not being able to sell properties for as high a money as they were previously. It's harder to get the sales. It's really challenging to get the lending to do a development. It's just hard to make the numbers work. And so because of that, they're either not buying land and then not getting it consented, or they're just sitting on the land they've owned for a while and thinking, I'll just wait for the market to recover a bit before I actually put these on the market and get consents and actually do this. So what we're going to see is fewer houses getting built. So there's going to be, because it takes a long time to actually change the direction of that ship. It doesn't happen overnight. I think in March, we're going to see the average Kiwi taking more notice of the property price bounce back. You see, house prices peaked back in November 2021. They fell you know, roughly about 18%. And since the bottom of the market in May, we have seen property prices go up 3.8%. That's over the last five months. And I think, you know, every year we try and give it a theme of the year. So back in 2021, it was the, the year of property politics. That's when we had interest deductibility come out. 2022, that was the year of the credit crunch where we had the triple CFA come in. 
I think 2023 was the year of rising interest rates and 2024 is going to be the year of recovery where we start to see property prices turn around. Now, let me be really clear. They already started turning around in 2023, but I think it will take until March till the average person says, oh, property prices are going up now. People are going to realise that in March. In April, we're going to start to see the new government get their way with taxes being rolled back. And we're putting that as an 82% uh, likelihood. And hopefully by the time you hear this, we actually have some more direction on this. So interest deductibility, we're going to see that start to get rolled back in from the new financial year. Brightline and capital gains tax, we believe we're going to see a two-year bright line test and some change around some of the rental rules, particularly around the no-cause termination clauses. And of course, at the time of recording this, we're yet to have a full government or we ha- we, we're yet to have a government at all. So hopefully uh, within the next couple of days, we'll have some clarity around this. By May, I think we're going to start to see interest rates high and still hurting property investors. If I look at ANZ's latest interest rate forecast, they think the one-year rate's going to peak in March 2024 and will still be relatively high around that mid-year mark. So I think it'll probably be May when we see it really peak, maybe start to see some drops there. And the reason why I say it's going to hurt property investors is there's some really interesting modelling that's come out of Velocity, which is a data company. And they said that if we look back at March 2021, Interest rates, God, they're so low. 2.3% was the one-year rate. About 90% or just over 90% of new properties purchased, even with 100% lending, were positively geared. They made your money. Uh, Only about 10% of properties that were purchased at that point were negatively geared. Now, things are the other way around. So interest rates up around 7.3%. Over 90%, 9 in 10 properties that if you buy today, are negatively geared. You're going to have to top up the mortgage and it's those high interest rates that are doing it. So vast bulk of property investors, if you're purchasing a property today, you're going to have to top it up. And I think by May, we're still going to have those high interest rates hurting the cash flow. What's happening in June, Andrew? June, I'm predicting that Kiwi Build is going to either change or be axed. And the big reason around this is I don't know that uh, it is compelling enough for developers to actually be selling through the Kiwi Bill program. And I do think that um, there's increased tension bec- between the government and developers around kind of the limits that they can sell a property for and just the amount of hoops that they've got to jump through. It's almost better as the market recovers for the developer just to go to the open market and not even bother dealing with the government. So I do think that will start to crumble. And this one's your prediction, Andrew. So what probability are you putting around that one? Oh, I'll put 50% on then. Oh, 50%. Then, I've got to, then I can flip a coin, mate. Do you want to make a bet on it? Oh, I just worry that you know something if you're making a bet. Um, Listen to this, he's pausing. He doesn't. I will be, I'll do a dinner out bet. Yeah, okay. What, what's By the, the end of the year. Yeah, I'll take you out for dinner or you take me out for dinner. Yeah, yeah. But what if Kiwi Build does what? Gets axed. Well, it might it might change. So I like it changed significantly. Well, no, you've got to no, define we it. Can, yeah, we define can. the rule the oh, No, I don't want the bet. Change. I'll buy my own dinner. Listen to this. He's walking away because he knows he's wrong. <laughs> now, by the time we get to July, inflation, I'm picking that it's really going to start to fall. Now New inflation data is going to come out in July for the April to June period. It'll probably be about mid-July. Now, if I look at the current inflation predictions from all of the banks, Treasury, the New Zealand Institute of Economic Research and the Reserve Bank, and we average it out, the most conservative of those institutions 
believes that inflation will be about 4% for that period by about mid next year. The most aggressive bank thinks, hey, we're going to be at 2.5%. The average is about 3.4%. So as we're recording today, inflation's sitting at about 5.6%. By the time we get to mid next year, it could be somewhere between 25 and 4%. And actually, since these forecasts were made, there's been some more data out from StatsNZ showing that the prices of some food items and airfares, they've actually fallen by more than expected. Mm. So it's likely that we will start to see inflation really falling as we have over the last couple of years by the time we get into July next year. Now, the next one's a bit of a controversial one, and Gertrude and I uh, disagree on this. So what do you think is going to happen in August? I think you're going to see rents continuing to go up. I do think next year will be the year of the rental crisis. You're going to see um, uh, investors who have maybe been sitting on their hands because they didn't want to trigger bright line. They're going to offload some properties, some rental properties, and there will be fewer rentals on the market. And with the increasing number of people coming into New Zealand, I think we're going to see real pressure on the rental market next year. But you disagree. Well, it depends what you mean. If you're talking about rents going up, I'd be like, yeah, they're probably going to go up. But I think more likely by 4% rather than the 7 or 8% well, that this, we've seen this year. This will, this will be one we can take a wager on. I'm going to go with over 5%, so over its long-term average. Yeah, what... what um, what measure, what, because there are lots of different oh. places that measure it, so I'd be happy to do it if it was New Zealand's median rent as measured by tenancy services. Yeah, I'm not, I just, the, your smile makes me just not want to trust you, so no, no Honestly, I'm not doing a bit. He's never going to do it. Andrew Nichol does not stand by his, his <laughs> well, thoughts no, I, just, word. I just know you. What happens is I make a bet with you and then you trick me into some further terms and conditions and I lose, even if I've won. So because, no point. No, it's because I know what you'd do there. You'd go to Trade Week because Trade Week's data always jumps around a little bit more and tends to show larger rental increases compared to tenancy services or Stats NZ. If I was really mean, I would have suggested Stats NZ because they always show lower. No, anyway. Radio, let's come to September. Adrian Orr, I'm picking, is going to announce debt-to-income ratios. Now, what impact would that have? Right now, not a lot at all. Because the way that debt-to-income ratios are set up is that banks can still lend up to 15% of their total lending at a high debt-to-income ratio. Now, if you look at the current amount of new lending at high debt-to-income ratios, only 3.5% of lending is at seven times DTI or higher, and less than 10% of all lending or all new lending is at six times debt-to-income or higher. So if they brought that in, no matter whether they say it's a six times debt-to-income ratio limit or a seven times limit, both of those are underneath the 15% maximum that banks can get up to. So I would expect that as a whole, the market shouldn't change too much. What we can't predict, though, is how banks will react to that because sometimes a, a rule or a limit is put in place and banks want to be well under that limit. So there could be some change in what the banks decide to do, but they would still have the ability to lend even if that was brought in at that point in time. We've got three months left. Take it away for October, Andrew. Uh, interest rates starting to fall. And look, we're saying only by a little bit at this stage, but personally, and I'm not the economist, uh, but personally, I think that we're going to see interest rates drop a lot faster than what we model out at the moment. But Do you want to take a bet on it? Yeah, oh God. <laughs> that, that I take a bet on because that's easy. I think you'll see an interest rate around the 6% by the end of next year, personally. Okay, okay. 
So ANZ thinks that the one-year rate's going to peak in March 2024 before starting to come down. But it's interesting to look at some of the bank's wholesale interest rates uh, predictions as well, because this is the interest rate that banks borrow money at to lend to you and me. So Westpac thinks that the two-year uh, swap rate or the two-year wholesale interest rate peaked in December 2023. ASB says September 2023. BNZ also says September 2023. So they're thinking that rates, at least the two-year, have probably about peaked, at least in terms of what they pay in order to borrow money at, and maybe coming down. So maybe you are right that we'll see a little bit further falls than what we've been saying. And Andrew, you take November. You think that builders are going to go bankrupt and that some developers are going to become desperate. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see um, um, a lot of developers who have been riding on their work in progress. So because they signed up a property you know, 18 months ago, 12 months ago, and they're still delivering it, there's still some money coming in. But I do think that there are going to be some developers get caught out next year and there'll be some blood on the floor by the time we get to next Christmas. And finally, by the time we get to next Christmas, we are going to release episode 1937 of the Property really? Academy podcast. And I'm predicting that with 100% accuracy. Because we're definitely going to be here right throughout 2024 to keep you guys updated as well as what as to what's happening in the property market. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And one other thing is that if you're looking to buy an investment property in 2024 and you want a new build investment property, you might like to come and see us. Because I, I can't believe, Andrew, that still so many listeners of the show say... I didn't know that I could come to you guys and buy a new build property, um, but we do. We, we go out and we find the right sort of properties that we think make great investments. So if you want to take a look at some of them, just come and see us. Go to opuspartners.co.nz. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicole. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. <laughs>